A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day explained and analysed by The Times of London. I'm Laura Cook. Today, we bring you the latest on one of the biggest Russian aerial attacks on Ukraine since the invasion began. Overnight, Russia has used drones and hypersonic missiles in an attack on a number of cities in Ukraine. It's one of the heaviest bombardments of the war. At least 22 people have been killed, including a toddler. Four parts of the country were targeted, with two schools and a maternity hospital also hit. George Grills is reporting for The Times from the Ukrainian capital. What was astonishing about this attack was the scale of it. Russia simultaneously was launching missiles at Kharkiv in the east of the country, to Lviv in the west, Odessa, Dnipro, Kiev. Every major Ukrainian city came under this sustained barrage. The Ukrainians are basically looking with trepidation and fearing that this could be the opening salvo of another round of attacks. The scale of the attack comes days after Kyiv seriously damaged a Russian warship in the Black Sea. It's being seen as a sign of President Putin's growing confidence and could signal the start of a new campaign. Russia used a wave of hypersonic, ballistic and cruise missiles, as well as kamikaze drones. It signals fears that Moscow has stockpiled weapons for the colder months. Ben Hodges is former commander of US Army forces in Europe and he thinks Ukraine can still succeed with Western backing. The key here is for the United States, Germany, uh, to do what UK has done, provide long-range weapons capability. Let's get these F-16s into combat here, probably around uh, early summer. And I think things will, the Ukrainians will regain the initiative. The United States continues to stall on a package of funding, while Hungary is blocking an EU deal worth tens of billions of euros. Without further Western support, Ukraine faces a bleak prospect in 2024. Stories of people in peril often grab the imagination, and 2023 has had no shortage of those. There have been amazing rescues, miraculous escapes and tales of heroism, but this story has all three. Here's how we covered it at the time. First to a story that's grabbing headlines globally, the dramatic rescue of six children and two teachers trapped in a cable car in a remote area of Pakistan. I think it's fair to say the picture's coming out, frankly, extraordinary. They really are. Yeah. As we record this, the rescue operation 
is underway, but it's getting dark and the urgency is growing. That was back in August, and to find out what happened next, we caught up with a Times contributor in Delhi, Amrit Dillon. Well, it has to be one, perhaps the most hair-raising rescue operation um, anywhere in the world, completely nail-biting. What happened is it began as a normal day in um, the Alai Valley in the northwest of Pakistan, which is a mountainous region. Now, most people there have to go from some villages on one side of the mountain, they have to go to the other mountain on the other side with a vast valley in between. And the only way of doing so is to go by road and drive for two hours if they want to get to the shops there, to the school there, and to the doctor. But if they go in this small little cable car, which uh, the villagers had constructed a makeshift cable car, it takes only 10 minutes to cross that vast valley. So on that morning, uh, about six teenagers and two men were going both to school and for other work, got into the cable car, and they set off and were crossing the valley, were about 800 feet high up, dangling from the air when the cable snapped. So they were left... Left dangling hundreds of feet above the valley. Luckily, one had a cell phone and called for help. Within hours, the army had arrived. Four army helicopters were called in and it was incredibly delicate and complex. Whenever the rescuers got very close to their cable car, uh, they'd be the cable car would vibrate and shake and that would set off screaming and panic uh, amongst those who were trapped inside because they thought they were going to, to plunge to their deaths um, to the bottom of the valley. After eight hours, the first of the boys was rescued. And by now, people all over Pakistan were glued to their television sets, watching on the country's many news channels. And it would take 14 hours before the rest were rescued. They were extricated uh, with great difficulty, put onto the zip line and then taken to safety and they landed somewhere on the other side of the mountain to much cheering from the crowd which had obviously gathered below which had been watching this whole incredible operation. The young men who came out were absolutely petrified. Uh, They really thought that that was it. One of them uh, told journalists he thought that he could see down below into the valley and he thought that was it. He was just hanging over his grave. That's where he was going to end up. None of them thought they would get out alive. The problem is the reason why they're using such a rickety, dangerous contraption in the first place is that it's a mountainous, remote area. There aren't any roads. The government hasn't made roads. And frankly, even if you have roads, it still takes far too long to get to the other side of the mountain. So I'm sure um, something similar is still being used um, as we speak now. In the months that followed, there were reports the owner of the chairlift was arrested for ignoring safety warnings. One of the rescued boys said he was grateful for a second life. Back in May, we saw such pomp and circumstance as London stopped for a coronation. Here on The World in Ten, we brought you all of the action as Charles formally became king. And King Charles, who has been preparing himself for this moment, his entire life, is now walking into Westminster Abbey. We haven't seen 
anything like this since 1953, 70 years, and now it's finally here. Today's ceremony, rich in tradition and history, with rituals that go back hundreds of years. But beyond the ceremony and the tradition... How has the reign of King Charles gone so far? To find out, we heard from the author and longtime royal correspondent for The Times, Valentine Lowe. I think he'll be looking back on it with some satisfaction. I think it's gone pretty well for him. Um, I mean, you know, I've been critical of Charles in the past, but I, even before he became king, I always thought he will do better than his critics uh, think that he will. And I think that's turned out to be the case. Uh, he hasn't really made many mistakes. Yeah, there's been some bumps in the road. I mean, the Lady Susan Hussey uh, business was a bit of a bump in the road. Um, the government initially refusing him to let, let him go to COP27, although, of course, he has since been to the next COP. They attracted a few negative headlines. But on balance, I think it's gone well for him. We look at those state visits. But you know the the German one, it went down. He went down terribly well. I mean, he made a speech in the Bundestag. It was very well received. And you know, when he finally got to go to France, you know, Macron really rolled out the red carpet for him. There was a fantastically lavish banquet at the Palace of Versailles, and not all foreign visitors get a banquet at the Palace of Versailles. And when he went to Kenya recently. You know, that that was a successful trip. So, yeah, overall, um, he I think he's going to look back on this this last year. It's gone pretty well. That was Valentine Lowe, author of Courtiers, a book on the hidden power behind the British throne. Now, we finish today's podcast with a story of hope for all middle-aged soccer dads out there. The Times correspondent in New York, Will Pavia, has written a fabulous story online today about how a passing stranger helped his football team to victory just before Christmas to bring their very own festive miracle. The Flamingos bring together all sorts of talent onto the pitch, in varying degrees, admittedly, but one thing they have in common, they're the oldest team in the league. Go and read all about them, guaranteed to put a smile on your face. Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow. (laughs) 